Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. set up this video let's welcome matt to the show how you doing buddy i'm doing super awesome it's tuesday three amigos unite yeah and you're still employed right let the audience know i am still employed yep still gainfully employed there you go there you go dion how are you howdy i'm doing great these videos are the only reason i know what day of week it is <laughs> i love it i love it well guys uh as we've talked individually and i'm sure you've had conversations with folks out there silicon valley bank implosion bank run caught a lot of people off guard uh, I've actually said it may cause or be the start of the next recession as consumer psychology is dented. We are now talking about raising uh, the FDIC limit, all kinds of craziness going on. That is theater to me. Where What I do in, when chaos ensues like this is I try to look under the covers. What does that mean? Well, Silicon Valley Bank is what really is a regional bank. Uh, regional banks have historically played a vital and important role. Uh, not only in startups like Silicon Valley, but in an area that is near and dear to all of us, real estate. Uh, you you might know this, but the audience probably doesn't. Uh, regional banks, uh, at least historically, have been responsible for 50% of commercial loans and 60, yes, 60% of home loans. Kind of important to real estate. So something I have done recently is tried to look where there may be more cracks, more issues in regional banks, and thanks to John Burns, full credit to John Burns, we will probably say it 10 times, and we should, they produced a chart of some of the largest regional banks that we are going to look at in a minute. But before I bring up the chart, what do you think of all that? Dion, does that resonate? Anything confusing you think for the audience? So <clears throat> I, I think that the 50% of commercial loans versus 60% of residential loans is, is almost the backwards way that I would look at it. When you sent this chart, this is the first time I actually had this thought because I use large banks and recently I actually spread money out between two large banks just for safety, right? Um, and my loan, my mortgages are mostly through mortgage companies, so I'm not a credit union or local bank guy. But the um, the percentage I'm concerned with is the that specific banks, whichever one it is, their percentage of commercial versus residential mostly because of my opinion and what has kept me in residential loans. I like 30-year fixed rate debt. Mm -hmm. So Amen. a bank that has a, a larger portion of customers that has adjustable rate would be a more risky bank, in my opinion. Absolutely. The I would say the loan portfolio is riskier. How about that? Absolutely. Right. As for that exact reason. So Matt, what did you what did you think of that kind of intro? And were you shocked by any of those numbers? Um, no, not really. Um, I mean, I think for me, it's, um, I like the one to two, $3 billion AUM banks. Mm -hmm. Um, you can create relationship with them. You can talk from the bottom person to the top person. Uh, the top person's actually accessible, you know, the CEO or the senior lender, 
Um, I, I like to, I like to speak with those folks because they're still the people that cast the vision for the organization. The senior lender is still the one who sets rates um, and, and what kind of programs they're going to allow. Um, so I still rather deal in that, you know, kind of small local area bank, because the other thing I know about it too, is that bank can easily be rescued, very easily be rescued. Um, and who doesn't love to buy a little seven site bank with a couple billion bucks under management? Perfect for acquisition. So that's, that was kind of my method in my madness, because I agree with Dion. I, you know, banks that are heavily exposed to office buildings pass banks pass. that are heavily exposed to crypto like signature pass um, banks that are heavily exposed to wealthy investors pass because they have the attorneys to fight to get in line before you. They're more important than you. They're more powerful than you They're And I, when I say you, I mean, all of us, like all of us, I you know, know, so they can easily DQ me because they have 17 lawyers that are in there fighting for their money where my guy's like, Hey, uh, Matt would like his money back too. Like not going to happen. Yeah. A couple of things. So first, uh, an acronym that we, I want to make sure people know AUM is assets under management. Yes. Right? Just, just so we know that Dion, you had a point. Yeah. Can I just quickly point out two two different things um, that me and Matt have very different um, strategies, perspectives on Matt really likes to have a good relationship with his lender and the lend literally has built loan products based on his portfolio, his relationship with the bank. And I absolutely, absolutely. know it's the right way to go. Since I still have less than 10 mortgages in my name, I only have six. I paid one off, right? Um, I don't want a relationship with my lender. I actually want them to kind of not like me because they know every time I show up, I'm going to be competing rates. Uh -huh. um, not quite nickel and diming, but looking at everything from the interest rate to the buy down cost to the closing cost of everything that they're doing. Um, the amount of reserves they require me to have and kind of make them fight for my business. And so I don't have banks calling me going, hey, Zuber, would you take over this property and make yeah. a bunch of money for us? Yeah. Right? How would you like to take by the how would you like to own the one next door? We really don't want it. Oh, by the way, but you, we'll give you the loan. But you can do both, Dion. They still yeah. know that if they give me a rate that I don't love, I'm going to shop. But they also aren't dumb where they also recognize we do want more of Matt's business. We just know for him to start off, that's why it's important that they know that I have a relationship with two other banks because getting a bank, starting with a bank with 137 leases and 42 mortgages, that is a massive bucket of suck. No one wants to do that. You finally put it in terms I can understand. An open relationship with the bank is something I can get behind. <laughs> I knew I could get you there. I knew yeah, I there could. you go. There you go. Well, a couple of things I want to point out here. First and foremost, I'm going to be very clear. I am a huge regional bank fan. I believe regional banks provide a vital service throughout the United States. I believe the U.S. banking system, because of regional banks, is more flexible, more adaptive. If you want to, if you want to go have two or three big banks like Europe, I don't think that's helpful. No, I don't think I don't think that's a good. And again, we're on a path that that might be the answer. I'm Look at Canada. Look yeah, at Canada. Not, not, not good there either. Not a huge fan. Nope. Uh, second, uh, as I was going to say, like Dion, Matt has shown us, right? Matt has a playlist. It's called Matt. Talking uh, that you can go back and look at it. He's told us about loan products. He had his small credit union built. Uh, I've had other experts on this channel that that's what they do. They just work with small banks. So I would tell you that if you're starting out getting your first thing, I'm definitely go Dion. Uh, 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 you know, you don't own any assets yet. It's not, you really can't build a relationship. Uh, but once you get to a certain point and I would tell Dion he's there, 
you can start building a relationship so you could have that open relationship when it works for both of you. Um, so he should probably start looking at other institutions, especially if we're going to go into two years of uh, an environment where a relationship matters. Yeah. You want to get the yep. first or second phone call because uh, JP Morgan's not calling Dion, but the seven yeah. bank credit union might call Matt. Right. So again, opportunities. One yeah. One would hope. So let's bring up this chart again, full credit, John Burns, full credit, John Burns. I'll say it a couple of times, but this is, this was eye opening when I saw it. Can you guys see that? Yes. Yes. Awesome. awesome. So what we are looking at again, John Burns, real estate consulting, you see the source on the bottom. This comes from FDIC. The data is from Q4, 2022. It was published 20, March of 2023. So this data could have changed in the last 90 days, but here we go. Again, shout out John Burns Real Estate Consulting. So what we have here is regional banks with over 50 billion in assets. So I'll call that the bigger, that's probably the top 10% of regional banks. And um, get out of the way. How do I hide this? Because I can't actually read it. Get <laughs> Anyways, I can't read the top of that because the says your screen is sharing it. So can I move this? Mm -hmm. Ah, there we go. Fifty billion in assets, greater than twenty, and twenty percent of the assets in real estate loans. So that's what we're looking at. Left to right, obviously, is most proportion to least proportion, and then there's these colors. I guess we'll start at the bottom. Uh, one to four residential real estate loans as a share of assets. So these, think of these as just resis. Here's the point, because I've done some future digging, because I, I saw this about a week ago. And again, I put this out on Twitter. Follow me at uh, one rental at a time on Twitter. Most people look at this and probably think like the three of us. These are 30-year fixed rate loans. I mean, Matt, Dion, when you when you see one to four family, you're probably yeah. thinking 30-year fixed, right? Yep. Of course, yeah. So at least at First Republic. I can't or, speak to any of these others. These or, are jumbo arms. Ooh. Uh the the yellow, the blue, the blue. Sorry. Okay. Jum ooh, jumbo arms. You think so? Yeah. These are rich people using yeah, yeah, a yeah. relationship at First Republic to buy mansions. Ooh. Like their portfolio of loans over two million dwarfs any other bank. Ay caramba. And well, but that's but that's why. But, but the reason for that is because of where they're based. So they're based right. Of course, they're in the valley. Yeah. Of course, hundred percent. Yeah. But again, well, so, these, so, these are not that, 30 year fixed, or at least right. most of them. But to that point, though, this is why First Republic, SVB, whatever, mm -hmm. I don't believe there's actual real contagion there. No, very unique situation. Clearly. Right. And quite frankly, okay, you guys ran a bank badly. Well, I, I think stockholders get burned. I think, I think, oh, yeah, uh, liquidity is going to get bondholders get burned. And I yep. think that you have to sell off these assets. And quite frankly, a bunch of these assets, like you said, they're two, three, four, five million dollar properties. Yep. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. So again, these these colors, again, do your own due diligence. It is very possible that my research is wrong. But again, what I saw in First Republic via a couple of readings is they were the leader, the leader in jumbo arms. So again, kind of interesting. Then orange is multifamily uh, residential loans, which I think means more like small apartment buildings. I think that's what that means. 
Then there's construction and land. The other thing I think is really interesting, and frankly, I ex would have, if you ask me before I saw this chart, I would have expected green to be bigger. These are construction loans from builders for the most part. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then finally, there is the commercial arm business. So, um, looks what's, like what Valley National Bank has yeah. the largest yellow or gold, what, or whatever color that. What's is. really funny is, is when I first saw the chart. I thought First Republic, I was like, that's a bank I'd want to buy because they own a bunch of small multifamily, maybe 30-year fixed like I own my stuff, right? It's all perspective. Yeah, it's all Where perspective. Like, First Republic, that'd be a bank I want to buy in five seconds. But then when you peel back the layers, like you were saying, loans, are highest number of adjustable rate mortgages, over $2 million balances, um, not 30 year fixed rate debt, small multifamily in that we, I love those assets the same way that you guys, we all love one through fours yeah. because they're extremely liquid assets. Correct. Multiple buyers. At any yeah. Time. A 12 unit building, a 15 unit building, a 50 unit building, the bigger you get, the harder it is to find a buyer. So that's why when I first looked at that, when you sent the thing, when you sent it over, I was like, wow, I don't know why first Republic struggling so much. And then you look at like UBS bank USA, you know, almost all of their stuff is one to four family residential real estate loans. The question is how much of those I'd love to see what they're actually investor loans. Yeah. And, and making two to four a separate category, because if you found a bank that was concentrated in that two to four area, mm -hmm. that yeah. assets that bank is going to have the least trouble of everybody. Yeah. It was re really the colors, the disproportion. You can clearly see Morgan Stanley private bank is very focused on the one to four. Again, yes. I wonder just because of the name, I have done no research, but just because of the name and given what my research on first Republic is, is are they doing big homes also, right? Private banking. I, I would, if they I, are, I would bet they are. You would think, right? Yeah. And well, then you look so it's at signature bank. It has no resi loans. It's all that other stuff, which right. is now obviously, you know, owned by the FDIC or New York bank. <laughs> yeah. New, yeah. New York buying them out. Yeah. So if you look at this from the investors standpoint, mm -hmm. some people are concerned, you know, you have more than $250,000 in the bank, right? I, I had to spread money out between a couple of big banks, mm -hmm. but the investor that's thinking I own several mortgages, right? I have several mortgages with some of these institutions like flagstar's got four of my mortgages flagstar the second oh, bank in the left yep. right and okay. so that's i'm part of their little blue section down there okay what happens to my mortgages if that fails the, the uneducated person who probably doesn't have a mortgage yet but is thinking of getting into it thinks that would be a great position i would love to owe the bank money and then the bank shuts down yeah, Dion, did, actually... you, did you did you know what happens when you flagstar yeah i'm not saying they will so, saying, right so so the next step is down. you don't owe any mortgage you're done. The bank went bankrupt. Don't you know that? Right. That's, that, that's what some people will say when they've just started looking into this, not thinking that I did not get my mortgages with Flagstar, but they yeah. currently own four of my mortgages Ooh, right? yeah. because Ooh. they just buy, sell and trade them. And when they, they go do. bankrupt, it's going to be assets under management that become assets that are acquired. Somebody yeah, else yeah. will have my mortgage. I will still owe the same amount of debt. It has no change to me whatsoever. Right. I mean, it doesn't wipe out. Come on, Dion. Right. It would be great if it did. We'd, we'd all go to a bank run. We, we yeah, would exactly. tell people how to cause a bank run. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I have a I have a meeting at my bank in a week, and I'm very interested to see if they're still going to offer the product that we made. You know, it would be very... So again, I actually... I probably should set some of these up. I, I had my last bank meeting, I think it was December. 
And that was the one I told you guys where he showed me his loan book and said, we can't do 50% of these. I bet you that's higher today. Um, I should actually go, I should ask to go meet them again. Cause I have some relationships with commercial, uh, small commercial banks for this exact reason. Cause a lot of the deals I did after the single family collapse was in apartments. And again, the apartments is where I made a lion's share of my wealth. And again, I got into deals like we, you guys talked about earlier. I had a bank president call me and then meet me at a property in a full-on suit when it was 105 degrees outside because he wanted this problem gone. Yeah. I love those phone calls. One, one of the things that you'll see that I think is going to be more difficult this time is, so in the interest of allaying risk, mm -hmm. banks on commercial debt on some of these larger construction projects and, and deals that they were doing, many of them would cap out at 10 to 15 million dollars mm. and so if you were doing a you know 180 unit development and you were going to hit 40 million bucks what they would do is they would look for participants in a participant loan so they would take on 10 million of the debt but then they would have three other banks take on 10 or 15 million bucks a piece of debt so here's the contagion because if that deal goes bad it hurts every bank not a bank Right. So there's both sides of that, right? Which is why, which is the whole reason that CDOs blew everything up was because there was betting on the CDOs and the CDOs were slices of bad mortgages that eventually blew up that CDO as well as the entire system. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see because I, I'm, so mine's not a personal meeting. Mine's actually a corporator meeting. I'm a corporator oh. at a bank. So they're going to be talking about that stuff next week. And I'm very interested to hear what they have to say. Yeah. At the, at the end of the day, what I feel very confident that will transpire over the next six months or so, as all of these banks and many others in the regional space retreat from lending, liquidity is, dry, is drying up. Loans will get harder to get. Loans yeah. will get more expensive to get. Uh, so this is actually doing some of the Fed's job for them. Right. This can lead to, again, what I think will be a, a recession that occurs sooner than would have happened before. So uh, any kind of closing thoughts on all of this, what people should take away from looking at that chart? Thoughts? Yeah. So as lending gets stricter, some of the fundamentals of how we invest become more important. We save to have down payment, closing costs, immediate repairs, and money for reserves. So now down payments might get larger because loan to value might be less. And your reserves requirement might go up. Your credit score is still just as important. And now it might be required that you have a higher one or it, the higher it is, the better the loan product you can get. So we continue to do exactly the same that we were before, but in my opinion, it's more important. Yeah, very cool. And Dion, where can people find you? Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom for now, but for the next few months, you can find me in Portugal. <laughs> oh, there we go. And Matt, what closing thoughts on how people find you? I think I think measure twice, cut once. Be aware, watch it, be conservative. Now's not the time to get aggressive. Um, there's going to be people that are going to go boom. There's going to be people that blow up. This is what we all expect. There's people that grew way too fast with not strong enough underwriting where they're going to have to maybe let some assets go. And I'm not... Just yeah, kind of bad. I mean, bad operator for sure. Like, and I'm not rooting for their failure, but there will be pieces to pick up. Um, and I still believe, like, you know, even though median house price was down 300 bucks last quarter, it's going to come down again. <laughs> 300 dollars, still last down. Month. 
yeah, still down. down, still down. And, right. and I think, right. and, but, but, 2%. but I think that's going to, but I think that's going to accelerate. So I think that, I think this at that point will accelerate because again, it's the top stuff that's going. It's the people with the big fat stock portfolios that aren't seeing returns. They're down 30%. They're not buying the next house. They're not selling the house that they've got. They might have to sell the house that they've got, but they now the market the second home, they right? Are. Correct. Correct. And so honestly, that's why for me, I'm kind of keeping an eye on that because I got blocked out of getting on the ocean 10 years ago and I might be able to get back on. So you can always find me lumberjack landlord on YouTube and on Instagram with amazing stories. I just bought $14,000 worth of appliances and I paid three grand. That's my latest story. That was awesome. That was, they can find this at lumberjack landlord, lumberjack landlord. And especially on Instagram, I, I share my trophies. Not yesterday's ball game. There you go.